0: You're listening to Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. So ladies and gentlemen, Jack Barksdale. Hey everybody. It's Jack Barksdale here. Welcome to another episode of Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. Today, we're here with Hayes Carl. How are you doing Hayes?
1: Hey Jack, I'm doing great, my man. How are you?
0: I'm good sure most people listening don't know this i interviewed you before over zoom like we're doing now i forgot to hit record so we basically lost the the whole interview
1: yeah yeah which is a shame because it was a good i was enjoying it um and i think i used some of my best my best lines in that (laughs) one so if i'm not very good this one people just have to know i was i was fantastic in the first one
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, but thank you so much for doing another interview with me.
1: It's my pleasure, um, man.
0: Yeah. This is going to be so much fun. I'm just going to ask you, uh, I'm just going to start asking you questions.
1: Sure. Fire away. Okay.
0: During the, during this quarantine, I feel like you've done a, a really good job of, uh, cause no one has really been able to tour and, but you've been thinking of some really great ideas like, uh, the alone together live streams, the alone together album. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, even now that the quarantine has died down a bit, what's Hayes going on about? That's that's a good show. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are you thinking of all this?
1: Well, you know, I I've made my living as a touring singer-songwriter for tw- almost 25 years now. Mm-hmm. Um and that's an exaggeration. I'm sorry, 20 years. <laughs> that's great. Um but uh, so when this happened, when the pandemic came and, and touring was off the table, I was a little bit panicked. Um, but I, fortunate, I was very fortunate that I just gotten done doing a lot of touring. So I had a little bit of money put away. And I just thought, well, let's let's do the live streams and I'll keep doing Patreon, um, and just, you know, maybe figure out a way to, to make money. And it has done that, it's helped me subsist, but uh, but just as importantly, it's really given me a chance to slow down, get connected with mm-hmm. my music again, get connected with um, my audience in a way that I never really had mm-hmm. before, yeah. just on a deeper level. Um, the, you know, these live streams every week, like tonight I'm doing a show that's uh, an all-request show. It's the last show of every month. I do. I, I take all the requests and I take people's stories, uh-huh. and to read their stories and what this year has been like for them, and or what these songs mean to them, it's so incredibly powerful to me. Like it just, you know, I used to play 200 shows a year, and 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 uh, this just gave me an opportunity to be still for a little while, kind of pick up songwriting again and enjoy that. Um, enjoy playing cover songs, playing other people's music. I think I redisco- rediscovered my love of music in a way. And that may sound strange, but I playing so many shows every night. Like when I first started, I just did covers. I was just a music fan who wanted to be a writer, but I was first and foremost a fan. And then when I became a writer, then I went out every night and I played my own songs. Cause that's why people were paying to, to hear And um, so, you know, for 20 years, I just played my own music and I kind of stopped playing other people's music. Mm -hmm. And so this year, every week, I'm learning new songs or finding old songs that I used to play back in my cover days that I loved. Uh, And I'm just really rediscovering that joy of music and of all these people that meant so much to me. And I'd kind of forgotten why that was important. And I got in this sort of, you know, trying to trying to just uh, well, I don't know, I just I forgot about what was important and what got me into this in the first place. And uh, so it's been really it's been uh, it's been a challenging time, but it's been a really positive time in some ways uh, in rediscovering my passions and feeling connected with my craft and my art and and also with my audience and building a relationship with them. Mm that feels very uh, uh, strong and, and uh, meaningful uh, to me. And it feels like it's meaningful to them. And, and that, yeah. that means a whole lot. So um, yeah.
0: Do you feel like the quarantine has kind of let you do certain things that you wouldn't be able to do? Like you said, you've got to slow down, kind of rediscover some of the music that you love. And like, uh, you got a dog, I believe.
1: I got a dog. Yeah. Yeah. I got a dog. There's some days where I regret that because she eats up the house, but, uh, <laughs> but it's fun. I always wanted one and I was always traveling so much I couldn't really get one. And so it's been, it's been cool to, to have her. And, uh, you know, I just, I just living on the road is, is a certain kind of life. And when I was younger, I, I loved it. That's all I wanted to do. It was my dream. Um, but, you know, after a while, you realize that it's very unstable. And mm-hmm. and uh, I that wasn't always the best thing for me. So it, it's been nice to have some stability to just be home. Uh, and and I've been able to learn some new stuff. Like I'm set up here in my in my little studio and, okay. and got some gear and I learned how to do a few things. And I made a record and learned how to do uh, broadcasts and, and shows and and uh you know those are skill sets that I that I n- needed to learn and I'm, I'm very happy to have, have learned how to do that. It's fun and um, yeah I feel I feel a bit more well-rounded than I was before the pandemic when all I the yeah. really, only thing I was really capable of was writing a song and playing it. know uh-huh. now I can write a song and play it on a live stream <laughs> 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 or, or record myself doing it. so um. Yeah, it's it's just been a good, it's been a good experience for me for the most part.
0: Like I said a little bit earlier, you did this Alone Together album where you took uh, some older songs and uh, I believe a few covers that uh, you've done and uh, you redid them. How and why did you choose the songs that you did?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I, um, you know, on one hand, it was, it was like, does the world really need another version of these songs they've already heard of me or... Um, you know, most people have not heard them in the world, but um, but it was one sort of part of of this time was was feeling like um, yeah, after 20 years on the road, a lot of these songs had evolved. You know, some of them I wrote when I was a teenager, uh, some of them I wrote, uh, you know, in my early 20s. And I performed them differently. My voice was different. The way I felt and thought about things was different. And the way yeah. I delivered it was different. And I felt like some of these songs had really evolved in some ways and were different things now than they were before. There was some similarities, but um, but some of the lyrics had changed. The way I performed it, the keys, the styles, um, yeah, in some cases. So I just felt like... Uh, uh, it was a good time to revisit some of that stuff. You know, the world has shut down. Uh, I didn't want to put out a record of new material, but I was looking for something to do during this time. And I thought, let me look at my catalog and revisit some of the songs that, it wasn't just to like put them back out into the world. And there were songs that I thought, you know, would maybe do well to have a version of it, but uh, to have another version of it. But uh, But I wouldn't bring anything new, to it. So I just mm-hmm. left those off. But if I felt like, you know, a drunken poet's dream, I felt like oh, I can get Ray Wiley Hubbard to come sing on it with me, which would be really cool. And we're going to yeah. do it in a different style that neither one of us had done before. I feel like this is a new thing. It's not just me rehashing an old thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that was that was cool. And then getting to work with Daryl Scott, who's just one of my heroes and one mm-hmm. of the most genius musicians that I've ever come across that was really uh, cool for me to have that opportunity
0: yeah like for me I found some of your older songs that I hadn't listened to before oh yeah Uh, like Arkansas Blues and it it was just really cool for me I feel like it was a really cool concept and a really good album
1: well thank you I appreciate that uh, yeah and that's that was one of thing like songs like Arkansas blues there's there's songs on my first record that very few people have heard you know I didn't yeah. sell many copies of that record mm-hmm. but I thought there was some so there were some decent songs on there and so there was a couple of instances where I thought this this song maybe deserves another chance another life um, yeah and uh, so I'm glad to hear you say that that's cool. My uh aunt
0: and my mom have always played your music for me and I always loved it. Even before I got into music. How did you get started in all this?
1: Well, I got started in music uh when I was I was quite a bit older than you are. Um, I mean I always loved music as a kid, but uh uh and I think I guess when I was eight or nine, I, I got a Kenny Rogers tape, a greatest hits tape that yeah. was very uh um important to me. It had all these great story songs, these ballads and sagas of Love and death and heartache and these interesting characters with great choruses. So that really was one of the things that got me hooked pretty early on on songwriting. Um, but I didn't really dive in in earnest until I was 15, and I asked for a guitar for Christmas after after hearing some Bob Dylan songs. And uh, I was a big country music fan, but when I heard Dylan, the power and the potential scope of music just really opened up to me, and it really moved me yeah so i i just wanted to figure out how to be a part of that in some way other than just Mm -hmm. you know beyond just singing along on the radio (laughs) so i asked for a guitar and i got one and i learned some chords from a chord book but i didn't know how to play i didn't know how to turn that into songs Mm -hmm. and then uh and then i discovered uh or was given a a willie nelson songbook and then all of a sudden it made sense. All these these songs that I knew and loved, and the chords you needed to play them that I I knew I just didn't know how to use. Uh, I put them together, and this whole world opened up to me of Bob Dylan and Willie Nelson and and uh, uh, Jimmy Buffett and just all these all these people that I really admired and yeah. um, uh, and loved. And so I was off and running. So that's how I kind of got into playing music.
0: Yeah, for me it was like. A- probably the first songwriters that I ever listened to was like Guy Clark and, mm-hmm. and uh, that got me into towns and, uh, all sorts of stuff.
1: So you started off with more advanced taste than, <laughs> than I did. I was, um, uh, I was just a big country music fan and, uh, yeah. really kind of first and foremost. And I liked rock and roll. I liked early rock, like fifties and sixties rock and roll and, yeah. and, uh, blues and stuff. But, uh, but towns i i I didn't get towns until i was in my mid-20s and i listened to him and heard him and i just didn't get it you know uh, so when i met you and you were like coming in uh playing town songs it blew me away because i it was like i just thought that's that was something i was not capable of understanding the power and beauty of towns until until uh one night, if, if I could tell you the story, if you don't mind, sure. of how I got turned on to it. So when I was in college, I had a friend who, who played some towns for me. He played No Place to Fall. And I remember, because I remember thinking, that's a beautiful line. Um, I just love that
0: song.
1: Isn't it beautiful? Uh, and there's that line, uh, um, you got pretty eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't believe it's wise. I'd never tell you no lies. Yeah. I don't believe it's wise. You got pretty eyes. Why don't just you send me around? And uh, so I remember thinking, that's really cool. And I had heard, you know, the legend of Towns, you know, following songwriters. I, I saw his name come up all the time, but I just, uh, and I bought some records, some CDs and I listened to him and I just didn't get it. Like there was something about his voice or the delivery or the way the songs came out. It just didn't register with me in a way that I, I could connect with. And then I was down at the Old Quarter Acoustic Cafe in Galveston, Texas, um, where Towns, uh, uh, it was run by Towns' old bass player, Rex Bell. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of my, my second home. And I, I, I kind of hung out there and, and met a lot of musicians and stuff. And that's kind of how I got my start in, in, in this life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I walked in one night and there was a guy on stage um singing to live is to fly and yeah. there's about 20 people in the audience and they all sang along and it was this incredibly powerful moment in this song just hit me like a ton of bricks i said this is the most incredible song i've ever heard yeah who is this and they all everybody looks at me like i'm crazy and they're like well that's towns and it's this iconic town song uh and I go home, and I pull out my town's records, and sure enough, I've owned, I own this song. Like, I have it on record. I've heard it several times, and I just didn't get it. And there was something about that one night hearing this guy sing it from stage. His name was Chris Hollis from Michigan. Mm-hmm. And hearing him singing it and watching the reaction and hearing the crowd sing along with him, it just flipped a switch for me, and then I remember like the whole world opened up to me of towns and then all of a sudden everything made sense. It was the strangest thing. Cause I just, I didn't get it. Like I knew Poncho and lefty, but I didn't like towns version. And other than that, it like just none of it made sense to me. And then that light went off and all of a sudden it did. And I was obsessed. I couldn't get enough of it. It just opened up this door to this world that I was not ready to, to walk into until that moment. Um, so anyway, when I saw you doing it at 10, I was like, man, this kid's way ahead of the game.
0: Yeah, well, my, my mom's an English major, so she always paid attention to lyrics uh, uh-huh. a lot. And so I guess that kind of rubbed off on me. Yeah. So one of the first times I realized that Towns was maybe one of the best that ever lived was when I first heard or just really listened to Quicksilver Daydreams of Maria. Mm-hmm. And it just... It was just like you said, it just hits you like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. When you when you find that moment, that's really cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Is towns one of your biggest influences?
1: <sighs> well, he definitely looms large in my psyche. You know, it's hard, it's interesting when I think about my influences because sometimes the people that I like the most are not the most influential. Yeah. So, and and like I said, like, I really like Kenny Rogers, but I I don't ever list him as like my, in my top 50 artists that I think of being influential or that are my favorite artists, but he caught me at a, that music came to my, into my life at a really early informative age, you know? And so I would say, okay, well, Kenny Rogers is, I don't think he's as good as Towns, but they're very different artists, you know? one's a a singer and a showman and entertainer and actor and, and and then Towns was Towns and doing his thing. Yeah. Um, So it's just interesting what you take away from different things. Like I think Chuck Berry, I I don't listen to Chuck Berry records, but I feel like Chuck Berry is way more influential on me than some people that I do listen to Mm -hmm. Uh, just because there's something about the energy. Even if I wasn't paying attention, the way he phrased things, that very, Syncopated, mm-hmm. on time rhythm of his lyrics—that was something I was immediately drawn to.
0: Yeah, it almost, it's kind of like a machine gun how he hits you with the words
1: like. Yeah. Yeah, and if you listen to my stuff, you'll see that that's in there a lot. And and it's uh, again, I don't list Chuck Berry as an influence very often, but when I sit down and think about it, I go, okay, well, what I do is actually, without thinking about it or knowing about it, my style was formed with that in the background. Of my mind um so there's guys like that and then there's like lyle Lovitz and john prines and guys when i was actively kind of searching trying to find my voice there were guys that i was drawn to because i thought these people are amazing but they're not they're not robert plant like that they weren't doing this thing that was completely unattainable you know mm-hmm. they they had they had interesting unique great voices but they weren't like mariah carey they weren't something that i could never get close to Mm -hmm. uh if that makes sense so there were people like towns who i i thought you know i may never be able to write a song like as good as these guys but i can you know i can sing um and I, i think they're the greatest singer this is not to diminish their singing but what i'm trying to say is what they did felt like it felt attainable yeah, um, uh, in the performance field. Now you have to write the songs to make it, make that work. Yes. And that's why they were, that's why they're legends. You know, yeah. if they just went out and sang covers with those voices, it probably wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. But they wrote these songs and their voices suited them wonderfully well. They were the perfect vehicles for those songs. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people like that that really influenced me. And so when I think about Towns, I, I he influenced me in that, um, I spent a lot of years feeling like a pressure to live up to that because the world I was in was very influenced by Towns. I was hanging out at the old quarter, like I said, and he was sort of the king of the songwriters. Like everybody sort of paid homage to Towns and it meant so much to me. His music was so powerful that like in a way everything else felt childish. Like it, it didn't feel as important because his music was so deep and that, made me put pressure on myself to try and do that and what i realized at a certain point was is i can't do that you know there's there are times where i can write some music that has meaning and depth but i also love chuck berry and there's a part of my yeah. thing that is that and it's just trying to have fun or that it's that it's you know that i i'm really drawn to rhythm and and honky tonkin and 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 those elements in my music mm-hmm. And so when I finally let go of the idea that I needed to be towns things got a lot easier. So he influenced me in 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 ways of he just raised the bar in some ways. Yeah. And I guess if there was an influence that would be it is that that he was all in on the music. Much like guy took it very very seriously, I think. Uh-huh. And just raised the bar uh, of what music could do what it could be and what it can make you feel mm-hmm. and i think that was something that was very important to me and that i carried with me i mean i still play music to have fun but i also think it can speak to people and can articulate emotions that they they never could uh or, you know i know it does that for me a great song makes me feel something that i could never put my finger on uh-huh. and um Uh, So I guess that's how he influenced me more than anything was just making me aware of the power of music.
0: Yeah. And one of my favorite Guy Clark quotes is, uh, now this isn't a direct quote, but it was like, when you're really influenced by Towns or when you really just love Towns' music, don't try to write like Towns, but find, but let Towns find something within yourself to write Basically, don't try to write like Towns,
1: just let it inspire you. Yeah. Yeah, trying to trying to equal Towns is a losing proposition. Yeah. And one that'll depress you and make you want to retire. Yeah. Uh, so when I realized that and recognized that and said, I'm never going to be Towns, and, and I don't want to be Towns. Like That's actually not what I need to be. What I need to be is Hayes Carl, uh, because there's, there's already a, was a Towns, and there's already yeah. a lot of people trying to be Towns. <laughs> I don't need to join that. I need to like find what makes me unique and what my voice is, and that's that's the only really thing of value I can bring to the yeah. to the table. So um, I, I'll cover him. I'm influenced by him, but at the end of the day, I had to let go of the idea that I needed to be him or live up to him. Yeah, and uh, uh, that that was that was important for me to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have one more question. Yeah, sure. I feel like I know the answer from the last interview he did. <laughs> but, uh, what is your dream gig or some someone who you really who you really want to play with or meet that you haven't gotten to yet?
1: Oh boy. Um well I can't remember what I told you last time. Um I've been very fortunate and then I've gotten to meet some of my heroes and play with some of my heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are some of my coolest musical experiences, getting to play with Levon Helm and Woodstock um, and other places, uh, getting to play with John Prine, getting to meet Robert Plant and, and open yeah. for Robert Plant. You know, like there's some things where I go, wow, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. Uh, uh, having said that, I have two musical heroes that I have never met. Uh, Bob Dylan and Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never met Willie. I recorded at his studio, my first record. I was on the same label for a while. I played his picnics. I know some of his kids and some of his ex-wives and, and, uh, and his bandmates. And I mean, I'm, I'm right there. I just have never gotten to meet Willie. Um, but, you know, having said that, I would like to have the opportunity to meet those people or play music with them. But I also, you know, it's weird. Sometimes playing with your heroes or getting to meet your heroes, like it can be disappointing. And uh, like, I don't think Willie would disappoint me in any way. Um, But I also don't, how do I put this? I'm not sure what like playing music, would do, it's not like I'm a guitar player who can sit in with somebody and jam. You know, I'm a, I'm a singer songwriter and I kind of do my thing (laughs) and I'm not a harmony singer. Like I just have these limitations. So the idea of actually playing with people or like what a dream gig would be, I don't know what it is. Um, uh, for me, a dream gig is, is, uh, one where I feel in control and connected with the audience. And and it just feels like the magic is there, whatever that is, if that's 10 people or 10,000 or it's the the bartender or it's Willie Nelson. um, I don't know. I played a lot of shows, but I I, what makes them what makes them special and magical, I think, is is. uh, is just, you know, how present you feel and how. Uh, much you can connect with the audience. Um, so I don't know. That's a long-winded non-answer. Um, <laughs> so I apologize. Having said that, if Willie called me up, was like, hey, let's jam, let's play a show, I'd be there and I'd probably be talking about it till the day I died. Um, yeah. It's hard for me to kind of say, like, well, here's what my dream gig would be. Um, yeah. uh, I don't know.
0: I feel like for me, it'd probably be Willie too.
1: Yeah? It's
0: just... I
1: don't think you, you, can get, you could jam with him. You could get up there and he could say, take a solo Barksdale. And you'd be like, you could, you could do that. <laughs> well,
0: I feel like you and Willie would
1: be a great fit. Well, you know, I've been trying to pitch it to him, but uh, I haven't heard back yet. <laughs> <laughs> but one of these days, one of these days, I keep writing songs hoping he'll hear one of them and say, yeah. I want to record that. That would be really cool. Just to, yeah. Um, I think more than playing with people is is to have people that I admire record my song or or even just like my song Mm that 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 would mean a whole lot if somebody like Willie cut something I wrote.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this interview with me.
1: It's my pleasure, man. I I really enjoyed it. I dig what you're doing. And uh, thank you. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to, to hearing more from you.
0: Again, this is Jack Barksdale's Root Survival. This is Hayes Carl. Thank you for listening. Hope to see you soon.